you can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. TCU and Gary Patterson have broken up the greatest coach in TCU history. I guess he was fired um, and, and chose to walk away. This is a special episode of the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Trey Scott, joined right now by Jeremy Clark, publisher of the Horn Frog Blitz, the 24-7 Sports TCU website. Jeremy, I, I know he was asked to resign, but I guess that didn't happen. So the technicality here is fired. Is that correct? Depending on who you ask, Trey, it's it's really crazy because er- everything that I was told about is that he was going to be asked to resign at the end of the season. And Gary just went ahead and said, well, I'll just uh, step away for now. I don't think I don't think he wanted to kind of be that lame duck coach, I guess, so to speak, not putting words in his mouth. But it's it's kind of weird. Uh, if you would have asked me before the season if there was any way that could have happened, I would have told you there's no way in a million years that TCU and Gary Patterson would be parting ways before the season's over. But that's that's kind of how it went down. The way it went down kind of started hitting the surface a little bit yesterday morning for me. I got a, a few messages from some guys that are really close insiders through the program and said, hey, Something went down last night after the game at Kansas State, and I even messaged the athletic director with TCU and kind of told them, this is what I'm hearing. I haven't jumped on it yet. need some confirmation. But they apparently, and this isn't confirmed, but it makes sense, they apparently talked to him Saturday night and again Sunday and made the decision that they wanted him to resign at the end of the year, and he just decided, no, I'm not going to do that, and told his team. And uh, yesterday he wasn't at practice, so start of a, a new era at TCU. Yeah, that 31-12 loss to Kansas State dropped TCU to 3-5 and five overall, 1-4 in the Big 12 this season. I think this is a really unfortunate way for this to, to end. Uh, Gary Patterson was 181-79 and 79 at TCU since taking over this head coach in 01. But like that record doesn't do justice to the context that he piloted the Horn, Horn Frogs through several different conferences, won a Rose Bowl in the Mountain West in, in 2010. He has a statue out there. I, I, you know, I, I hope... Time will heal this wound. I'm not sure if it does, knowing a little bit about how that relationship might have soured. So you think you think AD Jeremiah Donati went to Gary on Saturday night after that loss and said, I'm going to ask you to step down. Gary's like, no, I'm not doing it. Why the midseason? Are they trying to get ahead of Jeff Trailer or Sonny Dykes or, or get ahead of Texas Tech? Or wh- why, why, why couldn't Jeremiah Donati just wait a few weeks? Well, I think, I think they did ask him and did tell him that they would like him to resign at the end of the year or they weren't going to bring him back after this season. Uh, so the option was out there and, and I want to make that clear. The option was out there and it was from everything I've gathered, Trey is that Gary decided on, on his own will that he was going to go ahead and, and leave um, with the four games remaining. I think on TCU's part with the coaching openings at LSU and Texas tech, and there's going to be some more, let's face it. It happens every year. I think they kind of wanted to get a jump start and, Maybe work some of those back channels. Um, TCU officials talk to some of those coaching agents and let them know, hey, there's an interest here and let them know, hey, give, give them something to think about here the next few weeks. TCU had to be proactive with this deal. And if, if they knew the inevitable was going to happen with, with Gary leaving at the end of the year or them not bringing him back, 
then the timing of the situation is pretty good to me. But just the fact that Gary is kind of walk is walking away and he's not going to be the coach for the rest of the season. I, I like I said earlier, I don't think you could have ever imagined a scenario where TCU and Gary Patterson would part ways during the season with games remaining on the schedule. He's one of those guys that is not a quitter. He doesn't he likes to finish things through. He likes to prove people wrong. And I mean, he was trying his butt off, man. He was he was really working at trying to turn this thing around coaching. And um, fortunately, it didn't work out for them. And, you know, TCU fans are, they were wanting to change, but I think it's one of those things where they wanted the change. And now that it's happened, it's kind of a surreal moment because there's a, there's a lot of sad fans in, in Fort Worth today. I can promise you that. What does he mean to TCU? I mean, you walk around TCU, Trey, and you see that stadium. I mean, that's Gary Patterson's a big reason why Eamon Carter looks the way it does. I mean, if you even look at the fact that TCU's playing in the Big 12, that's Gary Patterson. We don't, we don't talk about all the other sports and not to slot those other sports, but TCU's not in the Big 12 because of basketball or because of their success in baseball or women's basketball. They're, they're in the Big 12 because Gary Patterson got them there. He got them there because of all the wins he had in those different conferences he played in, Conference USA, Mountain West. Um, what he was able to accomplish in the Mountain West the final three seasons is nothing short of remarkable. They went undefeated three straight seasons, and that includes a conference that had Utah and Boise State in it. So the fact that you think of TCU just the way you do is because of Gary Patterson. Before he took over as coach in, in 2000, I mean, they had a, a, a few good years with Dennis Franchoni, and he, of course, got hired away by Alabama. But Gary Patterson is the essence of TCU football. There's, there's never going to be a time where someone thinks of TCU football without thinking about Gary Patterson. And just the way he revitalized that program, led him to seven top 10 finishes, led him to 12 top 25 finishes, 18 bowl games, five conference championships. And we're talking about, you were talking about the Rose Bowl earlier. Who would imagine TCU, little old TCU playing in the Rose Bowl on the biggest stage in college football? And back in 2014, here they were again on the cusp of making the college football playoff and its inaugural season. So he's he's taken little old TCU to heights that fans could have never imagined. And even even with us media, we never could have imagined how high he took those programs. And it's it's sad to see the way the legacy is kind of ending. And like I mentioned earlier, I don't think anyone could have imagined what we're talking about this morning, him leaving with four games left and TCU parting ways. But you can't talk about TCU without giving gratitude to all the things he's he's been able to accomplish um, for that program. And TCU is what it is today because of Gary Patterson. Yeah, absolutely. The, the end of an era. One, one last question for you, Jeremy. Uh, if I gave you either the twosome of, of Sonny Dykes at, at SMU and Jeff Trailer at UTSA, or the field. Now, I'm putting you on the spot here. Which side are you taking as the next TCU head coach? The twosome of, of Dykes and Trailer or the field? Yeah, that's a great question because I like I like Sonny Dykes and I like Jeff Trailer. I've, I've met them through the years. And Sonny Dykes was obviously at TCU in 2017. I got to talk to him quite a bit over there. And, and Jeff Trailer, I got to talk to him when he was a head coach at Gilmer out in East Texas. And uh, they're really personable guys. Uh, I think the fans would like both of them. I would say for now, it, it sounds crazy, but don't put all the eggs in one or two baskets, so to speak. I think they need to go out and call some of these coaches. Make make some of these coaches um, that you might not think you have a chance with, make them tell you no. Um, I, this, this, this is a new territory for me, Trey. I've covered TCU since 05, and this is first first coaching search I've ever had to deal with. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very very different for me, my my man. But uh, it's it's uh 
TCU has set themselves up to be in a great spot. This is not a stepping stone program. And I'm not going to call it a destination program, but I think it's somewhere in between. You've got some of the top facilities in the Big 12. You're going to have a great recruiting area. Um, TCU pumps a lot of money into their system. And let's not forget, Gary Patterson was a top 10 uh, highest paid coach in college football. So they're going to go throw some money to to a pretty good coaching candidate. But if you were to put me on the spot, I would say... It would be this would be great to get Sonny Docks, not only because he's a good coach. I think you want to go on the offensive side of the ball a little bit, maybe go away from what Gary has led the program to, because everyone's going to think defense when they think TCU. Maybe Docks comes in, gets gets everyone thinking of offense. And what better way to hurt a rival than to take away their head coach? Uh, SMU has a ton of momentum, whether or not TC fans want to admit it, they're doing great in recruiting, doing great in transfer portal. And, and one of the sources that I've talked to has told me TCU wants not only a, a, a head coach with good experience, P5 experience, but they also want someone that can navigate the transfer portal pretty well. And and there's really not a, a better candidate when you when you talk about that uh, than Sonny Docks, because he's just done a phenomenal job over at SMU getting those players to Dallas. But it's going to be interesting the next few weeks. We don't know what's going to happen. There's, there's been all kinds of uh, stuff flooding my way from these guys being top candidates to these guys not being top candidates. So it's, it's just going to have to be uh, something I'm going to have to level out here in the next few weeks. Yeah, I think there's no question that TCU would be a more compelling spot for for Dykes and Texas Tech. And I think that's because of, as you said, Jeremy, the what Gary Patterson did for TCU. So that, isn't, that, uh, isn't that interesting? Uh, follow Jeremy on Twitter, at JClarkHFB247. His first coaching search in college football at the TCU beat. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what happens. Appreciate you joining us, Jeremy. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.